Hello and welcome to the Big Review Scheme. My name is Owen. There's Rory. And Rory, this is like when you said to people who mm. we were going to have as a guest or slash guests on the Big Review Scheme, people lost their minds. This is one of the foremost musical duos, like influential, genre-defining, um, just an inspiration to so many other people. And we have been Boston the got to try and get them for years and years. They're finally here on the big review ski. It's what's, Foster and Alan. What's I, what's the joke? What's I, the punchline? I was like, yeah, 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 you were waiting for yeah, it's yeah, yeah. bewitched. It's uh yeah, it's who is it? It's uh who else? Um the cheeky girls. I wanted girls. to stick with like a, a duo. Yeah, cheeky girls could have been good as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was waiting. I've seen it coming. I seen down, yeah, listen, down the road. I, I was fucking, like, it's coming. It's I was honking the horn. Here it come. <laughs> Everybody clear the way. Honk, honk. Here comes it. It is, of course. It's flipping Dave Grohl and Nate Mandel of the, the, the Foo Fighters, which is insane. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, on the show, people might be like, why are you talking to music people um, <clears throat> on this uh, movie TV show? Well, as it turns out, they uh, Dave Grohl came up with an idea for a horror movie to celebrate uh, the band's 10th album. Uh, and that is Studio 666, which arrives in Irish cinemas this week. Uh, so he came up with the idea and he went to a kind of semi-famous like B-movie director who's like, he, he, he made a movie, I think it's called Hatchet 3, which is, nice. yeah, you can kind of tell exactly <laughs> what to expect from, from that. And he oh, got I love Hatchet 2, so this is exciting for me. Well, you can't watch Hatchet 3 without like knowing course, the lore of, of the Hatchet, the Hatchet Cinematic Universe. Plot holes? What does this mean? The HCU. Um, so yeah, so he, he got his bandmates involved and did this like manic horror comedy uh, in which people die in some spectacularly gory fashion. Uh, so if you are a fan of those like trashy 70s 80s horror movies where you're kind of more concerned about how realistic the blood and guts were than you know a story <laughs> that this is this is for you mm-hmm. and also if you like the Foo Fighters and if you ever thought I wonder what it would look like to see the Foo Fighters die in unique and original ways uh not a day goes by mm, yeah so this is that movie so we got to chat to them about that about their cinematic deaths their favorite scary movies uh, the, the, a particular song usage in a very famous movie scene that you'll hear about, and also they uh, wax lyrical about their time at the slaying gig in 2015. The gig that I was definitely at. Everyone, I oh know me was too. Death. I was, I was there. All of Ireland was there. My the, granny was there. Yeah. She died in the early 90s, but mm-hmm. she made it to that she, gig as well. In spirit, she was on stage with, uh-huh. with Dave and the gang. So. It was one of those gigs where everyone was like, yeah, I was totally there. I had the best time of my life. Now I can't prove it with photographs. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they had nothing but fantastic things to say about that as well. So you will hear now Dave and Nate chat about Studio 666 and uh, all that other fun stuff too. Take it away, Foster and Alan. Okay. Dave and Nate, how are you both doing today? Hi, Rory. Hi. Well, thanks. A uh, quick one right off the bat. What's your favorite scary movie? Exorcist. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what's good is a movie called The Descent from about 10 years ago. I don't know if it's my favorite yeah. scary movie, but it wasn't super popular, but it was great. The cave driving one. It's fantastic. You know the really? one? Oh, absolutely really? I do. It's, it's It was one of those cinema-going experiences where it was like, I, it's, am I fully just not going to be able to watch this whole film because it's so scary? Um, 
No, it's fantastic. Yeah. I don't want to do any spoilers whatsoever, but there are some very inventive deaths in this movie that I absolutely adored. When it came to particular characters and their particular way of dying on screen, did you have uh, a, a particular kind of input in how those characters would die or was that kind of already inbuilt into the script? Um, we had this amazing man named Tony Gardner do all of the special effects. He's been around for decades and has worked on countless TV shows and films. And he invented Chucky, Bride of Chucky, and um, was in the Thriller video. And he's worked on tons of zombie shows. And so he's, you know, he's no stranger to gore. Um, so when it came time to come up with all of those kills, we walked around the house and with a notepad and pen and just wrote down the most fantastical, ridiculous ways to off everybody. Um, and we were laughing hysterically as we were doing so. Like it was, it was really fucking funny just to come up with something as silly as Rami's death or Taylor's death. Um, so yeah, it was, you know, not something we ever imagined doing in our professional life. Sure. Or otherwise, like, I mean, <laughs> you don't walk around thinking of ways to murder your friends. I hope, or at least we don't. So it's fucking hilarious. And now we can only imagine. Yeah. Um, when now I know this is like a, a healthy mix of comedy and horror and that's, and that's, it comes across fantastically in the finished products, but whenever there are movies that are based in uh, spooky places like haunted homes or whatever, um, the cast and crew often come back and say that some spooky occurrences actually took place while they were making the scary movie. Did anything like that kind of pop up while you're making this at all? Or was it just all, all plain sailing? Just rock guys trying to act. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty terrifying. I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. No, I'm not fighters. Yeah. Um, no, I, no, I don't think that, well, I'll tell you what though, that house since finishing the movie has been torn down. So now it's just a fucking mountain of dirt. Um, so maybe we're the ones that cursed the fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> we jinxed that place. Sorry, I can no longer function as a house. No, the yeah. writers fucking snuck it up so bad. It's ruined. It's ruined. Um, outside of like, I, I think like so many TV shows and, and movies uh, would almost get inspiration from your music, from your songs. And I was looking through like the IMDb just as, as the amount of Foo Fighter songs that have appeared in huge TV shows and huge movies over the years. But the one that stuck out the most, and I'm curious what your impression of it was back in the day when it, when it happened was that opening scene of the other guys when they used uh, my hero for the, for the rock and Sam Jackson's scene. Do you, do you remember uh, them pitching kind of, I guess, like them using that song for this? Or do you remember seeing it back in the day? For, for, I'm sorry, for which movie? The Other Guys. Well, it just came out. No, no, this was this, this was a movie back in 2010 with uh, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg as police officers. But during the opening scene, they use, they use your song for The Rock and Sam Jackson. Uh, in their huge kind of action that scene. Been, that song's been around so long that it's in its second movie because it started <laughs> off in Varsity Blues. Did it started off in a high school football movie? Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, I, 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 I hate to sound like a jaded rock star. No fucking clue what you're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, I, I highly recommend seeking it out. Like even that clip on its own of the rock and sound. I didn't Jackson. even know we had an IMDM DM, whatever the fuck it's called page. Like, <laughs> Well, yeah. we do now, but yeah, have, yeah. But now we now, one, now we credit, have one, one credit on it, one yeah. fucking little movie poster. You are absolutely welcome. But I, I, I sincerely uh, recommend checking that scene out because it is hilarious, and the song is used to uh, perfection in that scene. So I highly recommend it. Great. Um, of course, calling from Ireland, I can't not ask a non-Irish question, um, and the one that's come up from everyone who I mentioned when I was chatting to you guys today was uh slain 2015 i don't know if you have a particular recollection of that gig but everyone was everyone who said they were there and people lie about going to that gig because that's how good the gig was people lie about having been there was that the rain arrived and normally that would like put a dampener on, on proceedings but it just actually elevated everyone's mood i was wondering like if you have any particular memories of that gig or just even performing in and around ireland i do remember dragging the fellas out into the rain so that they could feel it with the audience because you know if that were to happen in the states everyone would like run to their teslas and go straight home you know uh, <laughs> in ireland i think that it's a bit more cause for celebration because you know when 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 the skies open up like that it's you against mother nature and so it almost becomes this like a, bad, like a badge of honor. Yeah. Like, or yeah. like a, a, a battle of, of, of will where you're like, I'm fucking staying right here I'm for this whole goddamn fucking show. <laughs> so um, I do remember that. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. That doesn't happen too often. You know, it, it, it's, it's very Irish. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is particularly Irish. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, and I absolutely really enjoyed Studio 666. Thanks, Rory. Thank you. I think we should talk to international superstar rock stars more often. What do you reckon? It's an interesting idea. It's risky. <laughs> I think we can just make it happen. <laughs> like, that's no bother whatsoever. Like, the thing I love about Dave Grohl and Nate Mandel in that conversation is that they're so different from, like, I mean, we've been fortunate enough to have the opportunities yeah. to speak to all sorts of, like, directors and actors and screenwriters over the years. And that kind of world, has they have a very particular way of answering stuff. They're, like, media trained through the, <laughs> through the nose. Like, you know what I mean? They're yeah. so careful. And I just love... Like whenever you were saying about, oh, it, it went well, it went well. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to see and hear this interview. Because you can go and see it as well. It's up on uh, the Joe Dotty YouTube page uh, as well. But they just do not give a fuck about anything. And they're just like, yeah. I don't know what you, I, I don't have a fucking clue what you're talking about. Just like wearing, stuff like that. It's amazing. And one of the things, you, if you do go and watch the interview, and I, I'm, I'm happy the oh, camera yeah, kind yeah, of turned... Yeah turned wasn't on me because i think i did my face betrayed my reaction i was just <laughs> like dave, dave just just lights up a cigarette and just starts smoking mid-interview and i was like oh <laughs> I, i've never in my life seen that happen before no i know it's because they're actually in their studio while they were doing this interview so they could, obviously they could do whatever they want it's it's their properties but like normally we're in a fancy hotel and every hotel there was non-smoking so if anyone wants to smoke, they have to leave the building entirely. And uh, I'm trying to think has, I think maybe the only other person who's ever swore at me in an interview was The Rock. <laughs> uh, so that's, 
who ties nicely into the Foo Fighters and one of the questions we had there. So Of course. Yeah, so just those two so far. So if any more celebrities out there want to swear up a storm, uh, let us know. Well, I think you're a fucking prick if that counts. It does. It means a lot to me. Okay, fair enough. Studio 666 starring Dave Grohl and Nate Mandel. I love the way that Dave Grohl can just be like, yeah, do you know what? I think I'd like to make a film and I've got enough money and I've got enough contacts, so that's what I'm going to do. Uh, horror comedy romp is out now. Mm-hmm. It's in Irish cinemas right now. Oh, and little tidbit, the music. You think, well, Studio 666, who's going to do the music for this? Mm, great and question. a lot of it is, to be fair, the actual songs are the Foo Fighters. But the music, the score, is composed by John Carpenter. Oh, amazing. That's actually class. Yeah. That's very cool. Well, I'm happy for the Foo Fighters, and they can just fulfill their lifelong dreams and all that sort of stuff with all their money and their wealth. And well, we got to do that on here. This is our lifelong dreams, to chat to other yeah, people talking about their lifelong dreams. Yeah, if you would like to listen to me and Rory fulfill our lifelong dreams as we talk to other people about their lifelong dreams, mm. uh, don't forget to subscribe to The Big Review Ski. And you can head over to the Joe YouTube page as well and subscribe there for all the video interviews. But for now, we're going to love you and leave you with a little Foster and Alan favorite of mine. I don't know the names of any Foster and Alan tracks. So I'm going to look one up. I don't, I, I'm, look, I'm like, pretty sure on. they don't exist. Hang on. What are you, like, as if you haven't heard of them? I That's is that's this on the soundtrack? That's, that's enough. That's enough of that. That's enough. That's, that's enough scarier that. than John Carpenter. I don't need that. <laughs> and that's enough of this. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.